What time is it? Showtime. The brothers discuss sports and provide betting tips. The best kept secret in sports investing. Please welcome Bolt Brady and his bro. All right, we are back in the house. You got Bolt Brady and his bro here. Ready to talk some football again. Let's welcome in Bolt. What's happening? Just living. Is this preseason over with yet? It's showtime. <laughs> Can I get the ticket maybe for a few more of the games? <laughs> so you could just go bounce around and watch every preseason game? Just sitting on pins and needles. Oh, uh, that'd be awesome. We keep watching third and fourth string guys play against each other. Well, yeah. I mean, the the trend is is getting you know worse or better, however you want to say it. But the starters just aren't really sniffing the field a whole lot anymore. No. And then what's funny is, like we've mentioned, I just think it's hilarious how these rookie quarterbacks come in and everyone gets juiced. And I'm like, you do realize that the defense is playing like the both the most basic schemes there are. Oh yeah, you know. And, right. And so when a play breaks down, remember I was saying if you can run, you you know it's advantageous for you to take those type of guys in the preseason. But when week one comes and it's the ballers, that shit's not working. No. You know, Andy Reid's not whipping out his, his playoff offensives here, you know. No, and, and also they're not like, okay, hey, uh, you know, this quarterback's mobile. Let's make sure not to let him get outside. And they give a shit. They probably don't even talk about individual players. No, it's just, you know, player evaluation. or evaluation. They want to see if the third and fourth dudes are going to make the squad. Right. And speaking of those guys, one of them balled for me last night, C.J. Bethard. Mm-hmm. Currently third string on the Jacksonville Jaguars. The old Niner. Yep. And so because of that, I knew he was still a baller mm-hmm. and knew he was coming in second half last night and, and Jacksonville was getting waxed. It was like 20 to 6 at halftime. And I'm like, okay, CJ's coming in. Line's minus three. And CJ did not disappoint. Hook me up with some coin here, Siege. And he sure did. <laughs> the old, uh... He's the Iowa Hawkeye, too. Yes, he is. Yeah. No, he's solid. I mean, he started for a while. Right. So, I mean, he's he's like third. I mean, he probably thinks, hey, I can take over this squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, obviously. But, you know, Trevor, they were, they were saying last night um, that Urban Meyer, like, might not even play Trevor the first game because their offensive line is so bad that yeah. know, he, he, like, get scared and see Ghost forever after that. No, he's pretty, you know, solid head on the shoulders and stuff. I, it's, their squad is definitely nothing to <laughs> to get excited about for a while. Well, I'm just saying, they don't want to throw him to the Wolves, like, the first game. No, I get it. They, they kind of threw Gardner Minshew out as maybe a, a, some trade bait here, though, to, to get some other assets that would help Trevor. Mm-hmm. Maybe, like, to the Cowboys or someone, but they're not being very honest about Dak. Right. Um, but Dak should probably sit for a second, too, if he can't even throw over... 15 yards. <laughs> but that's, I don't know, we'll see. Jerry keeps that one close to the vest. Yeah, he does. Well, let's not veer too far away from the divisions we're chatting about. And since we're chatting about the big AFC South, we might as well stay there. Sure. And we might as well start off with the dumpster fire, the Houston Texans. Ah, tough. Is this going to be a squad? <laughs> I think it'll be worse than Jacksonville. Ooh, uh, well, you know, they play each other. Twice. The first game, right, right. But the first game's against each other. Uh Uh-huh. What's interesting is that um, Jacksonville travels to Houston, and Jacksonville's favored on the road by three right now. So we'll dissect that one a little bit closer. But 
least Houston made a few uh, changes at the coaching position. David Culley comes in. He was actually the passing coordinator for Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> this was surprising to me. Remember big Lovey Smith? Oh, yeah. He was the Bears quarterback or the Bears coach, and then he went to Illinois yep. in, in the college ranks. Didn't really do diddly squat there, but he's coming back as the defensive coordinator for the Houston Texans. Probably a better fit for him. Yeah. I mean, he was always known of being a good defensive coordinator. You know, these coordinators sometimes just don't make it as head coaches. Most of them don't. So I'm sure he'll he'll fit right back at home. So you'd think that they would improve a little bit there. There um what was interesting is AJ McCarron was going to be their second string behind um, Tyrod, and he just got hurt. ACL. See you later. Out, yeah. Out for the season. So guess who got the call? Big Rosen, I think. Big Josh Rosen after the Niners let him go. They're like, okay, let's take this guy. Well, this is on the Falcons. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You're we're, right. We're, he, t- we're he, on the Texans here, guy. He, he's going to the Falcons, <laughs> but AJ McCarron, when that's who he used to be on the Texans. Sorry. Yeah, but now he was in he was in Atlanta preseason, right? Yeah, right. and he's and he's toast. But we'll we'll come back to them when we talk about the Falcons. No, so before Deshaun's world blew up, I mean, he wasn't too pumped on the the new coach that they brought in. But so, I mean, all his legal problems, plus he's starting to miss some camp action. Some camp action. I think most of camp. I don't know. Yeah, it's not looking like a great year for him. So the win total for the Texans is set at four over under. Yeah, you never really get below that. Um, the, the books don't put it below four, but, you know, that's how many games they won last year. Four and 12 last year. Mm. So can they improve on that with probably not having Deshaun? Ha. Huh. That looks pretty slim. And then you also lost Will Fuller, who was your best receiver after DeAndre took off. Mm -hmm. He he went to Miami. So, yeah, this squad's looking terrible. JJ took off. They brought in a new president of football operations. Um, Their rushing was second to last in the NFL last year at 91 91 yards. So Mm -hmm. they brought in uh, your boy Phillip Lindsay from the Broncos. Oh, right. Yeah, he'll end up being the starter. I, I imagine. And then Ty Rod's been around the league. He, he's, a, he's a serviceable backup. I totally agree, but he's not playing backup here. He got the lung puncture last year from the, the medic on the sideline. Yeah, that was weird. With the Chargers. That was weird. But I think you're staring at the worst team in the NFL right here, the Houston Texans. Not going out on a limb right there, but they're going to have the worst record, I bet. Well, and then the Jags, I mean, you could have two of them in the same division here. It's just a battle for the bottom there. Well, Or your boy, the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Jags, uh, yeah, the Jags have way more weapons. Well, first of all, on the coaching front, they got big Urban, so that'll be interesting to see how, how that happens. And then big um, Joe Cullen, who I guess was the defensive line coach for Baltimore, comes in as the defensive coordinator for Jacksonville. But they've got... You know, we talked about our boy C.J. Beathard, Carlos Hyde, another 49er, comes in. Mm-hmm. And then um, they picked up Marvin Jones, who uh, played for Detroit. And actually... He was good. Yeah. I mean, he had 76 catches for just under 1,000 yards and nine TDs. I mean, that's pretty legit. And then you have D.J. Shark and um, Shermall Jr. So that's, that's going to be their three receivers right there. And then, you know, big Trevor Lawrence. So that team craps on the Texans right there. Yep, it's going to take them a sec to put it together, though. I mean, you come from the college. It doesn't just happen right away. Oh, don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not even so sure Trevor should start. 
Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have a problem with it. Mm-mm. They got um, Travis Etienne, you know, his boy from Clemson. Uh, but I think he just hurt his foot. He did. So he might be out for a sec. Mm-hmm. And then the, the surprise last year was that guy James Robinson was 1,400 yards for running back. It sure was the surprise from Illinois State. My boy Brett picked him up for the fantasy. It was a nice little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. He balled. He had over 1,000 yards, averaged 4.5 a carry. So, yeah, he's coming back. That guy did ball. How about Illinois State? I mean, I've never heard of anyone come from there. I'm huh. sure there has, but. No, so the, the Jags over under win total six and a half. Yeah, that's probably a touch high in my opinion. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, you know, Trevor's learning the, the game here. And so is Urban. Yeah. You know, they, they've talked about it. Only a few coaches have come from the college ranks and balled their first year. One of them, as you can imagine, was big Nick Saban. Um, and then I can't remember who else they said. There was like two others. That's it. There's been like 14 guys that, that they were talking about, and only three of them were successful their first year. Yeah, we'll have to see how Urban likes the um, being at the bottom here versus doing the quick turnarounds of these programs. Like, can he be sub-500 for two years and be okay with it? Well, that's what they were saying. Like, typically what he does is, like, tries to run it up your mouth and then will do play action, you know, pass. And, like, that's not going to work with this squad or in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You need to get more vertical in today's NFL. Yep. So it's probably a long year for those guys. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> well, the top two squads, who do you like out of the Colts and Titans? Mm, to be honest with you, neither. Uh, I mean, the Titans, you know, the, obviously they're intriguing because they've got my boy Derek Henry. But Derek touched the ball 378 times last year. Yeah. And he went, he went over 2,000 yards with seven TDDs, but the year before he touched the ball 303 times. So statistically, like when you look at guys, running backs that have carried the ball like over 300 times, like they thought he was going to have a down year last year, which he obviously didn't. I mean, he balled going over 2,000. But, dude, I mean, workhorse, that's true, but Jiminy Christmas, this workhorse needs a little rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the over 2,000 yards is always impressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they got off to a five and zero start last year, and then then they went six and five, and they were tied with the Colts. Yeah, it's interesting because you know the the news is how they brought in Julio Jones, but they lost Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys. So it's like that was a boatload of their wide receiver production right there. And yeah, Davis looked good on the Jets too. Uh, Wilson kept going to him. That's going to be his guy. Mm-hmm. That's a big loss. Yeah, and then you just like, okay, well, Julio balls when he's on the field, you know. So and he's getting up there. That, yeah, I told you that one doesn't move the needle for me a whole lot. <laughs> right. Well, the Tennessee doesn't move the needle for you. No, just Julio. Oh, you know. Well, I mean, he does in fantasy, and you know, he gets the catches and the yards just for whatever reason. The end zone is kryptonite to that guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have like ninety receptions and you score twice, like how does that happen? Well, we don't know what the the chemistry is with Tannehill. I mean, Ryan loved the guy; it was the guy he always looked for. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how Breeze to Michael Thomas, you know, it's like you you don't know if it's going to be the same connection when, when the guy's gone. No, I mean, it's just not like automatic like that. Like you need a boatload of reps with each other. The no-look oop. Right. Yeah, Tannehill uh, was 33 touchdowns to seven picks was solid last year. Well, solid. It was more like the best of his career. You know, is he capable of doing that again? I mean, you have to assume 
that Derrick Henry and Tannehill are going to regress a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. so if they do, there's not there's not much room there for error. So they got the over under for the Titans at nine. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would just lean with the under there. I really do. I'm not. I'm not expecting great things from that. Their their defense has always been suspect, which is interesting because. Vrabel always gets the props as like he's this you know sweet defensive coach, but I mean, they they allowed um, thirty one points a ball game last year. They they allowed like almost four hundred yards. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they gave up one hundred and sixty eight rushing yards um, a game. I mean, these are all like second worst stats in the whole NFL. So it was like okay, well you had Tannehill ball and, and Derrick Henry. What happens when they don't ball? Yeah, you know, I think these guys are going to be sliding backwards a little bit. The thing with the Titans and the Colts is is you're facing the Jags twice and the Texans twice. So it's almost half of your wins here that they're projecting. Well, it looks that way, but I think those squads will ball here and there. Sometimes they sneak in an upset on mm-hmm. one of them. Like when they play at home. I mean, put it that way. When, the, when those crappy teams play at home, it's not a guarantee. Yeah. You know? Well, they got the Colts at eight and a half wins. Right, and I guess Wentz is getting closer to coming back. I think he actually went out on the practice field a little bit. Yeah, they showed him kind of cutting through some cones and stuff. He looked he looked pretty mobile. I mean, that's different than when the D lineman's laying on your leg. <laughs> right. So we'll see. I mean, is he going to be able to get the magic going with Frank Reich again? But I heard this guy who's talking about if you you know 2017 was Wentz's year. And he like played ridiculously well in the red zone and on third down conversions. And if you take that year, um, like those stats out of 2017 and bring him down more to where he's been the other years, he's like an average or below average quarterback. Mm-hmm. So it's, he's kind of been riding, um, you know, the coattails of like that 2017 year and then the Super Bowl where, you know, he wasn't even starting. Wasn't even the guy, yeah. No, I mean, that year he was humming. I remember they played the Rams in L.A. And it was a back-and-forth game, and the Rams were humming on all the cylinders, too. It was Those games were fun to watch. Yeah, can he get back there? I don't know. Right. Going to be tough. Yeah, it is. I, I think the coach can help him, but, yeah, I think mentally we got to just see how he rebounds here. It's going to be better than where he, how he finished. Yeah. Um, and their team's better. You know, they have a good defense. And well, just, you're right. They have a top five offensive line, which yeah. is large for him. But, again, he's missing reps right now. You know, I mean, this guy, you just can't walk into a team that you've never played with and start balling. It's not happening. And let me tell you about the Colts schedule here to start off. Seattle at home, Rams, Tennessee, Dolphins, Ravens. I mean, what's the record right there? One and four? <laughs> You get, you, I, I mean, I, maybe not even that because Miami's on the road. Yeah. So, I mean, and you got the Titans on the road. So we might be looking at Owen Bagels or uh, Owen Five, Bagels and Five to start the season. No, the 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 makeup of their team is, is decent. It won't be that low. Oh, oh, well, then tell me where they're getting a W. I'll repeat it here for you. Seattle, the Rams, at Tennessee, at Miami, at Baltimore. Where's the W coming from? The Rams and the Titans. The Rams? Overrated. Okay. That'll, <laughs> that'll be week two. We'll, we'll address that when it comes on September 19th. What are the home games of those? Seattle and the Rams, the first two. And then the and then the um, 
the next three are on the road. Yeah. No, they'll get a couple in there. Mm-hmm. They might beat Miami, too. All right. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll circle back on that. Oh, uh, well, so who are you taking over the, the Titans and the Colts to win the division? Oh, Jiminy Christmas, like I said. Coin flip? This is the coin flipper. Uh, I'll go with Frank Wright because he's a better coach. I'll go, I'll go with the Colts to win the division. Okay. I mean, that that's, you know, with the extra game this year, you're going to be sniffing nine, ten wins there. Maybe. And yeah, this isn't the NFC East. I mean, we're, we're getting up around ten if you win this division. Uh... Well, what are what are their over unders? Not none of them have ten. They're all below ten. Yeah, Titans are nine. Colts are eight and a half. But so, go. someone's going to win that bet. Everyone thinks that Jacksonville and the Texans are automatic W's and just chalk it up as W's. I don't. I don't think that's the play. All right, we shall see. All right, fellas, listen up, because this applies to all of us. It's coming all the way from Australia to Houston. Do you have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth-generation, brand-new lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. That's right, male grooming, fellas. Join 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com, spelled M-A-N-S. C-A-P-E-D dot com forward slash bolt for 20% off and free shipping. That's right. Put forward slash bolt and get 20% off and free shipping. I've got mine, fellas. Now it's time to get yours. You know what's badass about Manscaped? You can actually use it in the shower. Waterproof? Yep. Wow. You didn't know that, did you? I didn't know it was waterproof, actually. Yeah. How sweet is that? Get some tunes and some clipping going. <laughs> yeah. It's like the old Friday nights. Get the, the tanning in. Oh, the, yeah. Or head, head, head on the, when you're on spring break, like right before you roll out. Steve and Doug Butabi night at the Roxbury. <laughs> all right. That's good for the clipping. Uh, all right. Let's talk one more conference here today. Let's go NFC South. Let's do it. We'll go uh, alphabetical order here. Yeah. New coaching. For the Falcons. Let's start there. We were, we were just talking about the Titans, and the Falcons plucked away, no pun intended there, mm-hmm. their coordinators. We got big Art Smith was the O coordinator for Tennessee, and big DP was the uh, DC for Tennessee. Got him. Hmm. Yep. And that's where the Falcons are going to start. I don't know if you want to call it the rebuild, but here we go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with Big Matt Ryan still at the helm? Well, here's the thing, though. Big Matt Ryan does have a few weapons. Okay, Julio's adios, so Calvin Ridley. I mean, for those fantasy people out there, you have to think Calvin's going to ball. I mean, that guy's targets have to jump up. Mm-hmm. And then, now at running back, because their their run game was just so shitty last year. With TG3, Gurley? <laughs> yeah, Gurley's adios. Thanks for your 3.5 yards of carry. He's still a free agent. I don't know if he's going to get picked up again. Uh, the answer to that is no. Yeah, tough. So they got big Mike Davis from Carolina. I saw he filled in well for Big Christian last year. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. So now he – and then uh, Cordell Patterson, you know, the return specialist for the Bears. That guy's slow Joe. Dude, he's been known as that for like 
11 years now. Well, what's funny is they've got him as second on the depth chart at running back. So, yeah. I mean, he hopped around the NFC North there for a while from like the Vikings <laughs> to all those squads. Right. Well, listen, dude, I've watched that guy because I like watching the return specialist. He's good. Yeah. And then they, you know, he's obviously a legit uh, athlete. So the Bears put him at tailback last year, too. Mm-hmm. And he's got a small chip on his shoulder. It's badass. Like, I, I highly recommend watching that guy play. <laughs> he's sweet. And then. Everyone is slightly stoked on big Kyle Pitts, the tight end from Florida. He's uh-huh. a rookie. Six foot five, 245 pounds, and runs the 4-4. And uh, last year they only played eight games, but he had 12 TDs. So he's the highest drafted tight end in the history of the NFL, pick number four. Impressive. Right. So, I mean, this guy... And, you know, word was at Miami um, this week, you know, because they're playing against each other practicing. The DBs for Miami were like, watch out for this guy. That shows you the value of what Gronk and those guys did for just the tight end position and, and how people look at it now. Mm-hmm. It's not just this guy that's blocking and helping the run. It's like they're, they're used so much that everyone's looking at these guys as top five pick maybe now. Yeah, so it's crazy. So, I mean, I remember just hearing so much. I'm kind of excited to see if this guy's, you know, as legit as everyone says he is. Yeah, and even last year, um, they lost seven games by less than five points. I mean, they blew some some. Ter- the Dallas game comes to mind. Well, you're right. It was historical. No one's ever done it. Up by 15 points or more in the fourth quarter, and they did. They lost twice last year. Actually, back to back ball games. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you factor in their stats uh, and everything else, they should have won. Um, closer to seven and a half games, which that ironically is right where they land right now. That's over, what I was going to say. Over under, and I'm going to say best bet over. Wow. Yep. Let's go, Matt Ryan. <laughs> We're back. Time to fire it back up. Hot Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Big uh, Art Smith, the the new coach. He likes to do a lot of play action, and that's you know what he did when he was in Tennessee. And they said it's very similar to what Shanahan does. And, you know, that's where big Matt Ryan balled. So it's coming back, Matt. Okay. And he's only 36. I mean, it's not like he's this, you know, twasley. No. You know, some guys are kind of viewed as, depends on their style of play. You know, a Cam Newton at 32 just looks like he's kind of done because <laughs> he has to power through people. But these guys that can sit back and, and sling it and not be as mobile, they're fine until 40, obviously. Exactly. So we'll have to see how they do. Uh, who else? I mean, what the Panthers are kind of everyone's little sexy pick of the conference, I guess. Not sure why. Yeah, not sure why at all. First of all, you know how much I like Big Teddy Bridgewater. Not really sure why they think Sam Darnold is better. Mm-hmm. He's not okay for starters. He's not. Now we do get Christian back, which is legit. He only uh, played three ball games last year. Yeah, so that's going to help. But, um, you know, we just talked about how they lost Teddy, Mike Davis, and Curtis Samuel. That's not helping. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they do have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Both receivers went over 1,000 yards last year, which is badass. So, I mean, hey, Sam, no excuses this year. You have Robbie Anderson, DJ, Christian, and actually David Moore, too. So, you've got enough weapons, time to put it together. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, better coach supposedly here. Um, well, and here's the thing. Rule and Brady, yeah, they're legit. 
But the over-under for the team um, wins this year, again, is the seven and a half. Yeah. No way they're as good as the Falcons. Mm. We'll go under there. Mm. Yeah. Even though I love Christian. <laughs> well, his health's a question mark. Uh, and it's also interesting that the comfort or the division plays the AFC East as some of their opponents. So Darnold gets to play all four of those squads again at least once. Right. And he actually plays the Jets game numero uno. Uh-huh. He should be pumped for that. Oh, right? I would think so. Yeah. Um, he's got to stay out of the COVID protocols, though, since he's he won't get the shot like he keeps talking about. Oh, is that, is that what Sam said? Yep. His decision, but, you know, as Cam's going through this week, uh, some of these guys might miss some games because of it. Yeah, that's going to – that would really, you know – I mean, if you take an under like that, and that's the thing, too. The Panthers' uh, quarterbacks are bueno. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, and believe it or not, it even gets worse after Sam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sam is being viewed as the savior here, so we'll – I don't know. He was in a tough spot with the Jets. And- Agreed. I totally agree. I mean, you need to have players around you, so Sam's got them now. Okay. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens to Big Sam. Mm-hmm. I think the the bigger question is is the the Saints. And, you know, if you look at the preseason last night, it's another of those things. Everyone's like, wow, Jameis looked amazing. You can have him. You can keep him. Sure. I like Sean Payton. Right. Uh, 15 I, years with the squad. I, I mean, Jameis probably will be the starter. He, he's got, you know, more of a track record of being a starter. And they'll do the Hill thing as the Swiss Army kind of fool people down on the, the package goal line stuff. Um, but they're set at the nine wins. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I would lean on the under there. I mean, here's the thing they've got going for them big time is the coaching. Peyton's been there 15 years. The offensive coordinator has been there 12. And the defensive coordinator has been there six. So, like, their, their coaching staff has been around the longest than anyone in the NFL. So they've got that going for them big time. Mm-hmm. But listen, I mean, you're not going to get me to back Jameis for anything. The guy is garbage. Yeah. It's going to come down to the – even if he kind of reins in the, the play calls for him, it's like he's still going to be under the gun here in some of these games. Oh, I mean, listen, San Francisco – or San Francisco, New Orleans is used to their quarterback and Drew literally completing over 70% of his passes. That's how they were moving down the field. Now you bring in this guy that got the LASIK surgery and hoping he does it too. Right. Not happening. (laughs) (laughs) The one thing that's interesting was uh, when Drew was banged up during the regular season those last two years with the the thumb and hand stuff, they went 8-1 and without him. Because you know why. It was my buddy, Teddy. Mm. (laughs) That's why. No, Teddy wasn't there last year. Oh, last year. No, this was the last two seasons combined. Okay, well, Teddy was there the year before that. Yeah, he maybe was 5-0 at one point. Oh, yeah, he was. Thanks for uh, solidifying my point there on Teddy. (laughs) (laughs) The Saints open week one against Green Bay. Yep, against Aaron. That's an L. (laughs) For the Saints? Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. I mean, they do get the, you know, their fans back, and that place does get rocking. Yes. What I would think is, you know, Jameis probably comes out pretty fired up for that, and then reality kicks in. Mm-hmm. And it's him versus Aaron. It's not happening. And the Mike Thomas question mark. I mean, oh, yeah. The, okay. dude, the dude's doing something in the locker room that's just pissing off Peyton, you know, and all the. I mean, so he socked the guy in the face last year, can't stay healthy. Didn't, didn't get surgery until, like, now. They're like, end of June. Do, why yeah. did you do it right after the season? Oh, yeah. 
he might not put on a Saints uni ever again. <laughs> Maybe. Was that a Scotty Pitt pulled that one that one year? Oh yeah. He when Ku coach, coach went in to take the shot. But he waited to get the late surgery. Oh, right, 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 yeah. And I think Shaq Daddy did it once, too, to kind of miss the training camp. <laughs> that, that's how they get their points across. Like, I'm just going to kick it and chow here. And, and I'll get the paycheck while I do it. Thanks very much. I'll get in shape about 30 games in. <laughs> Shaq Daddy waited until, like, 72, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, top of the division. Big dun, dun, dun. Tommy B. Tommy and the crew. <laughs> Bringing back all 22. Bringing back the avocado tequila. I just thought about that right on the spot. Tommy, Tommy and the 22. Get you on the mic. And the whole crew. That's right. Eminem, where are you, buddy? Mm. Give me a jingle. Big Mac Daddy. That's right. Well, they're set at 11 and a half over under wins. Yeah, so, you know, I've kind of talked about this before, and, and we're going back to it. I mean, I didn't fade Tom until the end of the um, his career, and... Uh, I'm not going to do it now. His his squad stacked. He's balling. Um, so I wouldn't touch the over under there personally. Yeah. Tom threw 40 TDs last year. It's the second um, most of his career. He threw the 50 in 07 that Moss year. Right. So, I mean, I, I, I'll rephrase that. If there was anything that I would, you know, take against Tom, it would be his personal stats. I don't think he's going to have quite that year again. Yeah. You know, doesn't probably need to with, I mean, most of the bands back the D and all that. Well, I mean, how impressive is that? Like he comes in new team, new coordinators, and they just start balling. No camp really. You know? Right. But I mean, you know, their, their defense is not too shabby. When you have my boy Sue and JPP and Shaq all coming at you, that's yep. pretty tough. Yeah, the last eight games last year, the, they gave up 19.1 points per game. So they were keeping them lower. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, if it wasn't for LaFour for Green Bay, it's just terrible coaching in the NFC Championship game. Who knows what would happen? Yeah. All right. Well, I think they'll win that division. Uh, well, yeah, they probably will. But who's going to be number two? Um, hmm. I'm going with the Falks. The Falcons are going to ball. Quite possibly might want to sprinkle a little bit on them to win the division. <laughs> All right, the Falcons are your are your, uh, how I like the Raiders. That's who you're going with. And, you know, before we sign off here and talking about Tom, let's not forget, ladies and gentlemen, you could win a Tom Brady autograph. Pitcher, an autograph pitcher from Tom when he was with the Patriots. Just uh, give us, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, please. And uh, you get your name and a hat to win the autograph. We're going to announce the winner, I think, in about 10 days or so. Yep, and we're going to pick uh, someone out for a hat each week, too. So write the reviews, and you can get a bull brain his bro hat coming your way. And also, someone keeps telling us this, and they, they want us to really drive the point home because they think that some people don't know that Apple Podcasts are free. So we're just saying that it doesn't cost anything to download Apple Podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> a few college games this weekend real quick. we got uh, Nebraska minus 7 at Illinois. Mm. Hawaii plus 17 and a half at UCLA mm-hmm. and UTEP's minus nine at New Mexico state. Well, and Oh, did you say UConn? No, UConn. No, UTEP. U- well, UConn's in there too. They play Fresno state. UConn is uh, Fresno state's minus 27 and a half. Might want to give that game a closer look. UConn hasn't played a ball game in two years. 
They just took the whole year off last year. I'll take the nearly 18 for Hawaii at Big Chip Kelly. Well, I've got a better one on that game for you. The over-under 70. I'll take the under on that. I mean, they're going to be like, oh, you know, what Chip did at the end of the year and Hawaii always has high-scoring games. First game of the season, I want to see it. We'll do the under. Yeah, all right. Under 70. Got a little feel-good story for you here real quick. There was a, a Polish pole vaulter. Um, she won a silver medal in the Olympics. And she heard about this eight-month-old kid that had a little heart defect in uh, Stanford Medical Center. So she auctioned off her silver medal and got 125 grand and gave it all for uh, medical attention for this young boy. So that was pretty cool of her to do that. Very nice. All right, don't forget Instagram and Twitter. We're at Bolt Brady Picks, and uh, we'll put some more info on there for you guys if you miss it on the show. But thank you to Manscaped.com for sponsoring this episode. We will catch you guys next week. See ya.